Ever wonder what gach tastes like? How about yamak sauce? And what exactly are those Star Trek The Original Series food cubes made from? The answers are all in the Star Trek cookbook, which comes out this week. I sat down with the author, Chelsea Monroe Castle, to talk about food from the future. I'm T. Rick Jones, and this is your Daily Star Trek News. Hey, all right. <laughs> uh, how are you today? Doing all right. How about you? Dude, I'm doing great. Thanks. Awesome. So, so thanks for thanks for meeting me today. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. No, I uh, I love talking food. So <laughs> <laughs> I just plain love food. So <laughs> oh, that's even better. <laughs> so you got interested in food when you were in Turkey. You were living abroad in Turkey, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was a picky eater before that, uh, but it cured me, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> so what led to your starting to write cookbooks based on, because um, you've written a cookbook based on Star Wars and a cookbook based on Game of Thrones and a um, whole bunch of other video games. And uh, so what led to that, to you doing that? Sure. Um an accident, happy accident, really. Um, a friend and I were um, trying to decide what to make for dinner one night, and we decided to try making something from Game of Thrones. Um, this was before the show started. We were both reading or rereading the books, and um, the food descriptions sound so good and so enticing that we we're like, let's just, I don't know, let's be weird, let's try that. Um, <laughs> And there were no recipes online for that kind of food at that point. And so we made something for dinner. We made lemon cakes for dessert. And we thought, well, if there are no recipes, maybe we should make recipes and put them online. Because uh, that's what normal people do. I don't know. Uh, we're sort of creative overachievers. Um, and then that very quickly snowballed into a uh, Game of Thrones cookbook deal and from there it's just been a wild ride i haven't checked out any of the other cookbooks but i really want to i want to check out the firefly cookbook oh that's one of my favorites that's i, that I think that one's undervalued but uh i had so much fun doing that it's absolutely yeah. a labor of love so i yeah. hope you like it you've written a star trek cookbook mm -hmm. uh, and so there was one written in like 1999 um, yes <laughs> that's very different from yours i actually find yours to be much more accessible than the awesome. one in, yeah. in the 90s. Um, and I find the, uh, I, my niece and I, my 10 year old niece and I made the gach um, oh, graphic sauce. <laughs> and we also made um, the Katarian pudding with Hawaiian oh, spice crumble. Arguably much tastier than the gach. Uh, <laughs> but I like that you just went for it. You just dove right it's, in. It's Great. funny because we force fed our family the gach and they were all like, it's much better than i thought it would be <laughs> <laughs> my uh my then one-year-old daughter was one of the first taste testers for that and she's just like no this is like this is not food I'm like what are you doing to me right now i have an infant and i know better uh it was a great photo of that so that's fabulous exactly. it's gonna be some weird thanksgiving dinners this year i think so <laughs> 
So how did how do you what's your process? How do you start figuring out what goes into these recipes? Because obviously there are no blood worms on earth that you know right. would need it if there were. So what um, well, you know, supply chain breaks down in the pandemic anyway. You can't get right. your usual Exactly. Exactly. So, Um, how do you how do you start? I guess take me through the process, starting with how do you select what recipes? How did you select what recipes go into the book? Sure. Um, So I always start with a lot of lists. I make a silly number of lists, um, starting with what I know has to go in the cookbook. You know, the things people expect: the gach, the plomik soup, the the romulan ale, things like that. and as soon as I get the green light from a publisher, I, I cross check that with other fans. And I'm like, listen, just this is your moment to shine. Tell me what you want in this book. Um, what will you be devastated about if I, I don't include it? Um, and the memory alpha and memory beta wikis were obviously insanely useful for that. Um, and just sourcing information. Um, I did a list of things that sounded interesting or sounded cool. Sometimes we know nothing about them. There's a Wikipedia entry that says, you know, it exists and that's it. Or, you know, we, we, somebody mentions it, name drops it in DS9 or whatever. Um, but that, that's it. Uh, I did a, a list of foods from, that I found online that looked like space food, looked interesting. Uh, and then it's a matter of sort of mixing and matching. Um, you know, if, if I, have seen something that looks amazing, does that immediately click with something on one of the other lists? Uh, or do I have to sort of get inventive, like um, the Udaberry Cruffins? You know, Udaberries are canon, Cruffins, not so much. Um, <laughs> but they look the part, you know? So it everything in the cookbook definitely ties in some way to canon, yeah. which was a challenge, but really fun. Sure. And you write, you write little, every, every recipe starts with a little history of the, of the thing, which I really have enjoyed reading. Um, I'm assuming, and you tell me, tell me how you write those. I'm assuming you go and do as much canon work as you can. Absolutely. Yep. Then yep. You do fill in the gaps from there. Yeah. And just sort of, you know, look at where, first of all, what show or what novel or what game what have you, what's the original source for that dish? Um, how much do we know about it? Do we ever see it on screen? Um, things like that, you know, just the, the basic information. Um, do we know what goes into it? Do we know who's eating it and why? You know, was it from a particular planet or a culture? Um, things like that. And then just sort of building outward from there. Uh, in many cases, there's a lot of information about it. Um, and in some cases I get to do a little sort of sleuthing and maybe, um, I guess like a world build patch, right? Uh (laughs) So like the the food cubes, which are so iconic original series, Star Trek food, um, you know, the, on memory alpha, they say, we don't actually know what these are. Memory Beta says, oh, we think they're Gristera, which is an Andorian thing. Um, but, you know, it's not canon canon. So, right. well, all right. So Starfleet saw these Andorian things and made their own version of it, you know, um, yeah. and sort of build outward from there. And so maybe that 
maybe that can close the book on that particular issue for a couple of people. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fun to read. Oh, thank you. And my husband helped with those a lot. He's uh, a lifelong Star Trek fan. And so I'd come to him and I'd say, I, this is what we know, like, give me an idea. And he'd say, oh, well, obviously, you know, the Romulans enjoy these because this is how their culture is. And (laughs) so he was utterly invaluable for that part too. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So you've selected the recipe. You're, um, you're now ready to make the recipe. How do you figure out what ingredients go into into a particular recipe? Sure. Well, one of my personal rules is, um, you know, it has to look the part if we're trying to match visuals to a video game in particular. They have great, usually sort of little hot keys that um, show us what the food looks like. And so yeah. it's, those are the easiest to match, maybe. Um, or something like Plomeek Soup we see in several different shows but it looks different every time it's like all right well take your pick i guess we'll pick the pretty one um (laughs) uh but it also has to taste good you know and it even if it's not you know even if you're not going to put gah in the weekly meal rotation uh it has to be edible and like reasonably good you have to you know as you said the sort of better than I expected kind of factor. (laughs) Um, But ideally, you know, most of the dishes I think are very tasty. Um, Sort of the Klingon is where the cultural, (laughs) something's lost in cultural translation, I think. (laughs) Did you refer to the old edition of the cookbook? I I flipped through it. I didn't really look at the recipes because I wanted to bring sort of a new take to it. Yeah. but the behind the scenes stuff was invaluable in some cases and so much fun to read. You know, I, I always joke that if I ever get to go to the set of Star Trek or anything, you know, I'll be like, oh, dead celebrities, nice to meet you. Show me to the prop section. You know, I just, <laughs> let me just hang out with those people all day long. I love the behind the scenes stuff. Um, so that was really fun and, and informed some choices. You know, they say in one part, I think uh, in that book, they, say that they use um, blue sports drink for the on-screen Romulan ale and other Romulan blue drinks of unknown names. Uh, And so, you know, I thought, well, wouldn't that be fun to include in my recipe for Romulan ales, just sort of as a nod to that history. Dorothy Duder, who died recently, was the food stylist for a lot of years. Um, yeah, yeah, for enterprise and and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So, did you refer to her work just to, um, just to see what the on-screen items were before you decided? Sure, to... when possible, absolutely. And it um, down to also, you know, speaking of enterprise, like the uh, the cutlery. You know, it mostly I had up to now I've done a lot of sort of medieval feeling, dark, moody, rustic wood cutting board kind of uh foods which is great that's very much my comfort zone um so to have to sort of shift abruptly to this bright airy clean lines of science fiction uh was definitely challenging but um you know the the internet can be an amazing place and so i you know you can get online and say well what is that weird and seemingly really annoying to use 
silverware they are using in enterprise. You know, say, oh, someone says, oh, that's George Jensen. He's a Danish designer and it's, you know, you can get some here, but it's really expensive and, you know, things like that. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, just sort of trying to source things that either were the exact matches or really looked the part. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I didn't even think of that, of, you know, uh, the tools, I guess, inform a bit about of what the food's going to be. And I never even thought of that. Yeah. Well, and it you think, too, like, um, oh, I'm not going to be able to think of it. I think we see, it might be Mirror Universe and Discovery, where they're using chopsticks to, to eat things. And that's kind of a really fun take on it, too. Because it's, you know, if it's messy foods, you don't want it near your hands but that sort of defamiliarizes it a little bit um sure. but you know if you ever watch any of the eating scenes in enterprise again uh you can be amused at how ineffective the forks are because they really are they're like designer cutlery and they uh -huh. are not useful as forks whatsoever so uh you watch to paul sitting there you know like trying to get the thing on the fork and just like get it back up to her mouth and teeny tiny bites because that's all the fork can hold. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you start compiling um, a Star Trek cookbook? Uh, I think it was probably about two years ago at this point. We sort of had the kickoff call and all of that. Um, and did, I have- Did the publisher call you or did you call yeah. them or? Yeah, but it's, it's been on my, my dream list for yeah. a year. Uh, Despite the fact so many people say, wow, do you really need a Star Trek cookbook? They have replicators, you know. Uh, <laughs> of course you do. Of course you need one. Uh, they, they're still going to eat food. Uh, food. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and so then, you know, I, I have a, a habit of just sort of jumping in with both feet. So, you know, it's a call to gauge my interest. And within a week, I've got like lists up to my eyeballs. And I'm just like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, uh, that was, it was a great, it was a really fun adventure. Um, and the publishers were amazing to work with and really gave me sort of freedom to play around wherever I wanted. So it was fabulous. That's exciting. That's, that's really fun. Um, and so your your daughter, who was one years old at the time, uh, was one of your taste testers. Did you have yeah. anybody else that you subjected to taste testing? Uh, my husband took the brunt of it. Um, my parents lived nearby, so uh, they they were here. But we were also in the middle of the pandemic, so I did not have okay. a, as big a, a net of taste testers as usual. Um, yeah. But so that was a little tricky. Um, there's always some always some new challenge every cookbook I tackle. Uh, that was a big one though. The whole, um, can you leave the house <laughs> to go get groceries thing. Yeah. Um, Tough so it took a little longer than we maybe wanted, but uh, in the end, totally cool. <laughs> yeah, and it turned out great. Did any of them, once that, when they tasted the food, did any of them make suggestions that made you adjust the recipe or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, whether it's, you know, cooking time, like, ah, I'm not sure this fruit is quite cooked through enough. Maybe yeah. give it another 10 minutes or um, like, well, one funny thing was um, I was actually pregnant during the tail end of this. Uh, and so my husband was my 
like cocktail taste tester and I'd, I'd have a sip I'd taste one and be yeah. like I, I don't know but I tried the Romulan ale and I said it just tastes like Gatorade like this is not right and he tasted it and he was like you are insane this is an incredibly strong drink like do not add any more liquor to this I'm like but you can't taste it it's like you just you just need to trust me on this one <laughs> put it in the book it's done uh I was like I, I don't know about this um, <laughs> And then I was like, well, can I even trust myself for any of these other recipes now? You know, it's, right. I clearly am, I'm skewed. I need to recalibrate. <laughs> um, so, so that was maybe like a week, uh, but <laughs> it was comical. <laughs> and then we were, of course, uh, renovating our kitchen in the process of this. So. Oh, wow. So that made it challenging. Oh, that was very, it was sort of funny by the end. At this point, it's funny. Uh, it was like the closer to the, the, finish line I got the less countertop I had to cook things on <laughs> so we had to have like three square feet um it was just it was very silly wow yeah <laughs> but I have to say I was impressed with um uh, everything we cooked it, it was all great um the graphic sauce by the end actually really looked like blood yes um, <laughs> so I, 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 was, I was like wow that's that's impressive to, to actually get the color and the even the consistency of blood, it was like I had a pot of blood yeah, uh, that I was yeah. pouring on on this uh, on this pasta and and meat. It was really impressive. Oh, uh, I really want like reaction videos of people serving that to family and that the like the plop plop on uh -huh. the people's plate, and they're just like, oh, what what have I agreed to? <laughs> like Klingon food? This is really where we went with this? Okay, like. <laughs> do you have a favorite series uh it's got to be lower decks at the moment i just i never get tired of lower decks i, I think there's something decks. there's something great about every single show that they've done sure. um but lower decks is just it's it's a love letter to all of star trek you know and it all the in jokes all the little funny bits you know it doesn't matter how many times i watch it i get something new every time do you, do you have a favorite recipe in the cookbook there's so many <laughs> it's really hard <laughs> the, um, the guitarian pudding though that that is one um with the crumble on top that's uh, delicious i really like that one um the denobulan sausages okay. uh partly just because they're fun and funky and you put a plate of those on the table and it's just like whoa okay dinner is weird tonight uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I like the Udaberry Cruffins. Okay. Um, I actually, I wouldn't drink a lot of it, but I really like the blood wine. Um, okay. I, I workshopped that one a lot. Um, and, you know, there are little Easter eggs here and there, like the blood wine includes prune juice. Uh, you know, it's for work. <laughs> um, Perfect. But it, you know, it's not just sort of tongue in cheek. It's also, it makes sense because, you know, Guinan serves Worf prune juice and he says, this is a drink for a warrior. Yeah. And the only reason you would think that is if it reminds him of something that is. So it's kind of like, it's a third logic there. Um, yeah. It's also funny. <laughs> <laughs> which one, which recipe was the most challenging recipe for there you? There few that got away from me uh, that didn't actually make it into the cookbook. Um, okay. The Joomja sticks from DS9. Okay. Uh, I made once and they were perfect. They were 
the right shape, amazing texture. They tasted great. And I didn't take notes and I have no idea what I did. Uh, <laughs> and I tried so many times to come even close to replicating that again. And it just never, never happened. Um, the other one was the, uh, the TNG drink is a cocktail um, where you tap it in, it changes colors. I need to look up the name. I never oh, remember. Oh yeah, I know, I know but, what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, where you know they tap it in, it like blooms into this swirl of colors, and everybody's yeah. like, "Oh, I want that." I don't know what it is, but I want it. It's a um, something, something starburst or something, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and it it's so cool, and I tried you know, different versions of that. Um, yeah. And I couldn't get anything that was that abrupt a color shift. You know, you can get something with um, sort of changing the pH of a cocktail, but uh, slowly, nothing with the tap. Um, so yeah. we'll see, maybe uh, for a blog post going forward. <laughs> I, I gotta get it out of my system. <laughs> what's next for you? What's your What's your next project? Uh, well, I'm working on a second Game of Thrones cookbook now. Oh, great! Um, but I would, I would love to visit Star Trek again at some point. I mean, there, sure. there, there's a lot more food on those lists. Uh, and nobody told me about Captain Pike cooking in every single episode of Strange New Worlds. I know you could do um, a whole Strange New Worlds cookbook. Well, and that's the thing is, you know, in the lead up to this cookbook coming out, now people are talking about the cookbook itself, but. Strange New Worlds came out and everyone's like, Captain Pike cookbook, when? When, when, when? Captain Pike, Captain Pike, cooking with Captain Pike. Uh -huh. like, oh, we're so close. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll uh, we'll catch you again, um, you know, when that comes out. In, that would in be great, absolutely. The cookbook is the Star Trek cookbook by Chelsea Monroe Castle. Uh, you can pre-order it now um, and let us know what you think and what your favorite uh, Star Trek food is. Uh, Chelsea Monroe Castle, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. Thanks so much for having me.